Are you scared to talk about money? Are you scared to talk about your career growth? Or are you craving to talk about money and career growth? Are you craving community? Well, I would love to invite you to join the next Amplify Her Networking Group meeting. The Amplify Her Networking Group is a group I created because I was craving community and I could see that all of the conversations that I've been having on this podcast were leading to something a little more connected, a little deeper. So I want to invite you to join the Amplify Her Networking Group. Our next meeting is on July 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and everyone's first meeting is free. Feel free to go and register for that meeting if you would like to join at amplifyhermedia.com backslash networking. I can't wait to see you there. It is truly such a magical group of human beings and we are all there supporting each other and cheering each other on. Again, head to amplifyhermedia.com backslash networking to sign up for the next Amplify Her Networking group on July 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. everyone and welcome to the Amplify Her podcast. I am your host Christina Singh and the Amplify Her podcast is all about amplifying and uplifting women's voices and stories. I am so thrilled to be back for another episode of this beautiful show and another interview with an incredible woman. I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode. Listen, if you are a longtime listener of the show, or new, even a couple weeks. You'll know I say this every single week when I have a new interview with someone on the show. But it's true. I feel so lucky that I get to just have the best conversations with the most incredible women. And on this episode of the show, I got to chat with Natalie Alvarado. Um, and she is so cool. She's a marketing and business coach, and she helps coaches and service providers scale to their highest cash years. Um, Natalie embraces authentic messaging and limitless identity and simple sales. Um, She loves helping brilliant experts create more money, recognition, and ease with their unique gifts. On this episode, Natalie and I chat so beautifully about asking for more money, about charging more, about worthiness around money and worthiness around making more money and the messaging that we as women often are facing around money. I talk about money a lot on this show and we talk about transparency around salary. We talk about transparency around what we're making. Um, In my networking group, we talk about that a ton. (laughs) Um, But in this conversation with Natalie, it was just so wonderful to talk to somebody who has scaled their business so significantly. So Natalie has grown a six figure business in the past year and a half. Um, She started out as a parenting coach and then quickly pivoted into marketing and business because she recognized she had a real talent for it. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode and hear this conversation with Natalie. So I'm not going to waste any more time. You can find Natalie via her podcast, The Premium CEO. 
um, on Instagram at her handle G-N-I-A-P-P-E and via her website, Natalie G-N-I-A-P-P-E dot com. I've linked a couple of her programs in the show notes as well. So feel free to go check them out if you want to possibly work with her or explore her work a little bit more. Let's dive in with Natalie. Natalie, welcome to the Amplify Her podcast. This is so long overdue. I am so thrilled you're here. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for being here. Thank you Uh so much for the invite, Christina. I'm thrilled to have this. Yes, it seems like we should have done this a long time ago. (laughs) I know. We know each other through mutual friends, through people who have been on this show before. And it feels like we should have been in conversation with each other for a long time now. And I think we've just kind of been like swirling around each other. And um, I'm so thrilled because it's actually been, I mean, from afar, I've been seeing your business grow and I've been able to see you put it out there in a way that I think is really honest and vulnerable and like very empowering. Thank you. And I wanted to talk to you about, I I want to talk to you about so many things, but I first want to ask, you know, you're a marketing and business coach. What led you to this path initially? um, If people are thinking of entering into this world. Yeah. Well, my story is a bit of a long one. There's a lot of pivots. (laughs) So I'll try to summarize, but Actually, I started this business as a Montessori parenting coach because my family- Oh my gosh, I would not yeah. have expected that. <laughs> oh, and I was like, what? <laughs> um, my family, my mom um, has a Montessori school here in the Dominican Republic. And I worked there for six years as a co-directress, as a teacher, like in the administration. I was in that world for a long time. And then I had my daughter, Luna, and I really was very interested in educating her the Montessori way. So I said, you know, I've always wanted to have like an online presence and help people in a certain way. But at the time, I didn't know exactly what that was going to be. And I said, okay, I know a lot about education, Montessori. Like I'm really passionate about children too, just because of everything that I've learned from my own mom. So I said, okay, I'm going to start a Montessori page. And that turned into parenting coaching. And I grew that community really quickly to 8,000 followers. I was invited to speak on summits. Like it it was a very like big and fast growth in that sense. And I think it was always, and that's why I put it into marketing (laughs) because I always had like this natural talent for communication and for content creation and honestly selling. So It, it just came through in a very natural way, even though I wasn't specifically talking about marketing, I was kind of like using that gift in that mm-hmm. way. And I didn't even realize it. I booked out my parenting coaching fairly quickly, like in a month, I had four clients. And then I started getting clients asking me like, I love how you've grown your social media and your business. And it seems like you've been able to do it fairly quickly. Like, I would love to learn from you. And I was like, I'm not a business coach. Like, <laughs> I don't really like, I haven't studied this at all, but I said, okay. And I dove into that and they started getting incredible results. And I was like, I like this more. <laughs> like, wow. I, I, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
And I realized like, I like that so much more than what I was actually coaching them on initially. So at that time, I decided to make that pivot. And it was super scary because I had built this incredible community of people who were listening to me because of parenting and Montessori. It was like this huge transition, but I took the leap and yeah, a year and a half later, here I am. I built a six-figure business <laughs> as a coach, having pivoted like three times. And I finally feel that I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing. So I just got butterflies. So in a year and a half, you've built a six-figure business and you've been really transparent online about how much you make and how much you charge. And I feel like that really draws people in. And one of the things that I really wanted to talk to you about is that like just salary transparency and being really open with how much you're making and helping others make. Because I talk a lot on my show and online about the gender pay gap, about pay transparency, inequity in pay for women, and how important it is to be transparent with how much you're making and your salary. Because once people know, they're going to feel like, oh, well, I can totally ask for that or I can go for that. What would what made you initially feel like you wanted to share how much money you were making? Because you were start you were sharing when you were charging much less. Like yeah. you started sharing immediately. Why did you start doing that? Yeah, because I think it was because of my own story with salaries and money and and being a Latina. I'm I have Dominican parents, even though I was born in the states. Like I had many money beliefs that didn't serve me for a long time. And I found myself in my life in many situations where I was overworking. I was burning myself out. I was working even to late hours and I wasn't getting fully compensated. And I knew that that wasn't okay. (laughs) And that wasn't the example that I wanted to give to other women. And truly the biggest passion that I have for what I do is helping other women understand that they are worthy of what they want to charge, no matter if they aren't perfect, no matter if they don't have 15 years in their industry. You know, all of these misconceptions that we have around where we need to be in order to charge and also that it's okay to grow and evolve and that it's okay not to go right out of the gate charging five figures that you can have that evolution too. So I think for me, it was just like, I need to be honest and transparent about this so I can empower other women to see like they too have that opportunity. So yeah, I I just think like from the beginning, that was really important to me and and normalizing talking about money. I think there's a lot of shame and guilt that we can feel around wanting money, around desiring to charge more, about wanting to be powerful as women. And I won't stand for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that so much. And I think it's really powerful to just be almost casual with it. Like almost like, yep, this I because one of your most recent posts was like, I made $50,000 in four months. And I think it's I, I saw that and I was like, tell me everything. And also I was like, I really enjoy how it's almost casual. Like it's a structured thing, but it's like, yeah, I'm going to put this out there because it needs to be discussed. 
And men talk about that all the time, you know, Men, men, you know, flaunt how much they're making to draw in viewers and to draw in people to their work. But I think your work does it in a way where you're like, let me teach you or let me give you permission yes to do this and like embody this so I mean going to six figures in a year and a half is a lot like that's a a lot of growth I would love to start with where you started and like how exactly you know what was the first stage what did your I mean in the air of transparency what did your clients look like and how much were you charging and like what was the next stage after that yeah. So when I remember this so vividly, when I started like even selling my first coaching offer as a parenting coach, it was one session. And I remember like the fear I had to charge $75 for one hour of my time. Like I remember someone inquired like, oh my gosh, how much are your sessions? And I like spent two hours going back and forth. Like, should it be 50? Should it be 75? <laughs> and it was really because I didn't value my work and this is what I really want to like express if you can take anything away from this episode is like the pricing will become natural when you value yourself when you value your work fully so it was really a process of actually loving myself and recognizing myself before I could claim that so boldly yes I think that's so gorgeous so you started out charging $75 an hour what did those sessions look like yeah so it was basically a session where I answered their parenting questions like usually parents coming to me wanting to implement Montessori at home and I sent them afterwards like a plan and tailored feedback of what they could do um sometimes like I think it was like 90 minutes actually now that I'm thinking about it but sometimes it it went over like I I tended to over deliver because I was like this needs to be worth it and I love that though yeah I think that's super important when you're first starting to like absolutely really go there and experiment you know because I think there is that fear initially of going into something as a new person I mean you you're an expert on something but like going into a new way of existing, you know, and like conducting business, experimenting is so important. So it sounds like you were doing just that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and it was also this thing of like, can I actually call myself a coach? <laughs> like, you know, like, because yeah. I think, again, it's like that permission slip, like we're waiting to get a certification to tell us you are this. But actually, when it's your business, like you have to give that permission to yourself, like you have to feel confident and say, like, I can help you with this. I'm not perfect, right. at it, but I can help you. Um, So it was really like a big identity shift too, um, yeah. in that experimentation. Yeah. So then people kept coming you to you yeah. because you were growing and growing your page and um, yes. you switched into uh, almost like just stumbling into business <laughs> coaching. What did your pricing look like then? Did it remain the same? Were you still experimenting? How was that transition? Yeah. So my first kind of like, and I started more like mindset and business. I wasn't fully calling myself a marketing coach because I was still discovering like what was my zone of genius in full transparency. Um, And it took working with several clients too, to really understand that. But at the time, my first package that I sold was like 597 for two months of coaching or something like that. And I was like, 
oh my god this is so incredible (laughs) I was on the I remember the day like I got paid in full that amount and it was like oh my goodness I mean, um, I would think that is incredible. Exactly. I think a it's lot incredible. of people would. Yeah. 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 For me, it was like I was over the moon. But the thing is, like, too, the comparison can sit in. You know, like, you can start to see, especially I was so new to that world. And I started following all these mm-hmm. business coaches. And it's like $30,000. for, And I was like, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, so for me, it was like, I felt like a little small in that moment but it really again like it was a process of experimenting and allowing myself to grow with my clients and mess up you know and not be a hundred percent the perfect coach that I thought I needed to be and that gave me a lot of confidence and I progressively started increasing so then the big jump from there was a program that I launched for 1800 for three months and that was like when I went into the high ticket you know arena for me, like going to like over a thousand was a big thing. Like right. I, I remember I spent like two months without posting or anything because like <laughs> the doubt and like the, I don't know, it was just so scary for me to put that number out there. Yeah. And I signed three clients at that pricing. Then I progressively increased to 4k and 7k. And now I have packages at multiple five figures. So, yeah. So when you did that initial 1000, you know, $1,800 Mm -hmm. transition. That is really scary because (laughs) I think what you're also touching on is just a vulnerability on both sides of the equation. So knowing that you can stand firmly in your work and deliver Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, I'm going to increase my price and I'm going to deliver a valuable product because I feel value in my services. And then also vulnerability on a consumer side to trust you to do that. Absolutely. How did you build that trust with people on the consumer side of things? Yeah. So my content does, has always done and continues to do a lot of the heavy lifting for me. Because again, like you, you mentioned, I'm very transparent, not only about my own journey, but I give a lot of value. So I've never been like afraid to share what I know. And I think that's something that sometimes can hold a lot of people back because they're like, how much should I give for free? Oh no, I should. And I've never, like, I don't know, that never crossed my mind. <laughs> um, I, I did lives all the time, like literally sharing how I did things. Oh girl, I see you go like, live all the time. I'm always like, oh, here she is again. I love it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, I did a lot of free master classes, especially at that time to like build that trust. I did so many free events that no one converted, like literally. But it was planting the seeds of people seeing oh, me and building that trust. I went, I offered free coaching sessions for people and I had a client buy from that session actually. So it was a lot of like being willing to do a lot for free, but seeing it like, okay, this is for the long term. Like I'm building relationships, I'm building trust, I'm building my authority. This is not going to go to waste. And, and I think you have right. to have that mindset. And and even right. now, even yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what is so important about what you're talking about is that um, word of mouth recognition, like you're for sure building a huge um, pool of people that are going to be in contact with your work through content, but so many less people are going to then sign up for a free 
coaching workshop. And then Mm -hmm. so many less people are going to sign up for an actual, you know, multiple five figure session or, or however you structure your work currently with those particular prices. Um, and I think the word of mouth component of somebody like maybe who didn't purchase that, but came to a free session and saying, Oh, I recognize that this person is an expert. So maybe I can tell somebody who's looking for that person that I've actually interfaced with them or I've networked with them, or I've seen one of their lives, you know, I've saw this great post. Um, You said that a lot of this comes naturally to you. So what do you think is naturally coming out of you with, with this? Like, like, uh, do you have support on the back end for all of these things that like, how do you structure all of this that is pouring out of you? Because it does seem so natural. I will say. I just feel that when you're in your true zone of genius, you can't help but share. And it's kind of like an energetic and a woo thing, (laughs) but honestly, no, we get woo on this podcast. Yes. Yes, I love it. (laughs) You want to share, you can't help but go live, you can't help do a podcast episode, you want to write the piece of content. So you really need to build that fire within you. And of course, not everyone is going to have the same circumstances, right? I didn't have a podcast when my daughter Luna wasn't in school and I was the entire day with her. I used to do coaching sessions at 9pm, for example, when she went to sleep, or I, I could do much less lives or, you know, so you have to adapt to the season of life that you're in. But I always tell my clients, like, with what you have now, with the life that you have now, with the support that you can get now, what can you create? And why are you passionate about this? Because that's what's going to help you create and share beyond the money. You can't be doing this if it's only to make six figures or what, or a million dollars or whatever it is that, that your goal is. Like, there has to be a true, genuine passion for your topic, but also for helping people. And I think, like, And I always say this, like, I truly care and I want to see my clients win. And I want to see my audience, even if they never hire me, I want to change their lives Mm -hmm. with one live or one post. So if you go with that energy, then you can't help but create. Mm -hmm. Um, And in terms of structure, it's it's really for me been about organizing myself and being disciplined (laughs) with some things that that didn't always come natural to me. So I'm very intuitive. But I have put structures in place around how I create content that work for me. But now is that I'm hiring my first full-time assistant, for example. So I've never had like this huge team or anything. It's just been like the person that I'm evolving into and and recognizing, okay, where do I need more structure? Where do I need more discipline? Mm -hmm. And and yeah. When did you go full-time with this? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that was last April. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when you changed your pricing, because I've seen your posts about how you changed your pricing. Um, When you went to that 1800 level, I really love to talk about the fear and like pushing through that fear and jumping. What were things that you were telling yourself and how did you feel when you were like really navigating through all of that? Oh my gosh, like I was telling myself again, like in that time, I had a lot of money mindset work to do and I didn't necessarily know. (laughs) Um, After that, I actually worked with a hypnotherapist and a mindset coach and we were reveled so much that was going on. But a lot of the thoughts were like, who's going to pay that? Like, 
you're nobody like no one sees you actually as an expert like you just pivoted into this like all, all of these things and I remember um the client that I went on a free coaching session she became my first like $1,800 um client for three months and when I told her the price I was literally shaking like we were on a sales call and I was like <laughs> Like, oh my God, what are you going to say? And I, I offered like a super extended payment plan. And she's like, okay, I'll pay in full. That works better for me. Amazing. And when I saw that freaking payment come through, I was like, I cried. I literally cried oh, because yeah. I realized like how much pressure I was putting on myself. And like, that was really an indication. Like you get to receive this, like, you know, it just normalized it. Like you were saying, it just normalized the money and normalized the number. And yeah, it's been an, a process. <laughs> Ever since. Well, I think, you know, the patriarchy that we live in, white yes. supremacy culture all around us, like there are so many factors that tell us we are less than and that we see in the world that tell us that we are less than. And I think, especially when it comes to money, um, I mean, in the United States, women couldn't even get a credit card without their husband's approval until the late seventies. And Absolutely. so there are just so many structures around confidence with money and asking for what you need or asking for money that I am sure are, I mean, I face those uh, yeah. internal battles all the time, but in our society, it's something that is a major issue that bleeds into everything, you know, that uh, revolving around equity. And I'm curious, you know, with the work that you are doing, I mean, you, you definitely did jumping your prices quite a bit. Yeah. Now where you are charging, you know, like you said, multiple five figure packages, how did you get to that place now? Yeah. So for me, again, it wasn't like one thing. And I think that's very, like, I really want to stress that it wasn't like one day I woke up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, well, now's the day. This <laughs> is daily identity and mindset work. Like even today, maybe I could have thoughts like no one's going to buy. But what do you decide in that moment? Like, do you really want to believe that? Do you want that to be reality? Do you want to set that example? for your children, for people around you, for women around you, like that is what drives me every day and, and having practices that I can come back to. And also, again, like it's not that I'm just charging this to charge it. It's that I am sure and certain in the value of my work and the transformation that my clients go through. So you really have to understand like what is really the impact that you're having in your client's life, business, whatever you do for the long term. It's not only the three months, the six months, the year that they're going to work with you, but it's like the transformation, the impact that you're going to have for years, the ripple effects that's a, that's going to create, in my case, in generations of financial liberation, of being able to create the life that they want for themselves, for their children, buy a dream home. Like there's so many things. So when you look at, you learn to look at it that way then it really just for you, it, it feels like a no brainer and for your clients too. And you're going to start attracting people who want to invest big in themselves and in you. And I think that's a big thing, like focusing more on the people who desire 
because if if you desire to invest high ticket and and you like that, there's a very a very big pool of other people who want that. But sometimes we tend to focus on like, oh my god, if it's not worth it. Oh my god, if they think it's too expensive, instead of like speaking and and really focusing on the people who do desire that and who do value right. that. Mm-hmm. Totally, because those people are out there. Exactly. And, yeah. All around you. <laughs> Totally. What do your conversations look like with those people when you're Mm -hmm. pitching your program? Yeah. So for me, it's very important to focus on the, what the person needs and actually desires. Like for me, I I never want to onboard a client just for them to pay me. Like it's really, (laughs) (laughs) be wild. (laughs) but it's really about can I help this person? First of all, <laughs> can I actually help this person? Is she a bet a great fit for me as a coach? Like, are we going to work well together? Is she going to get the best results? Is she going to feel at home? I really want to attract clients, especially for one-on-one coaching, like very intimate containers like that. You have to pre-qualify people and make sure that you're actually leading them through the sales conversation for the right reasons. And I use permission-based sales, which means that I'm never going to pitch to you if you didn't actually inquire. <laughs> I'm never going to force you on anything, but it's really com- going to come from your desire and understanding, like, is this actually the best offer for you? I've had people inquire for an offer and I've told them, like, I don't think this is the best fit. Maybe this course is better for you instead, or maybe this master class. Like, um, so it's really, I think, again, like bringing back to what we started with honesty, right? Yeah. Leading with the truth in your sales as well. I love permission-based sales. Mm-hmm. This is leading me to ask, how are you investing in yourself to learn more, to refine your programs, to make sure you are, you have the best product? Um, because you obviously are navigating a world that is pretty competitive, I would think. Um, yeah. How are you bettering yourself in, in these ways? Absolutely. Well, I pride myself on being that person. Like I constantly ask for client feedback every two weeks. For example, my private clients have a form and a question that's there like, is there anything that I can improve? Give me your honest feedback. And I actually go and implement that. And I think that really takes openness to know that no one is going to be perfect ever. Not even if you're a billionaire, like there is always something that you can improve. And when you actually listen to your clients, then you're going to make more sales and they're going to refer you and they're going to stay with you for longer because you actually listen. Um, But from the beginning, like I've invested over $35,000 in my own business. I'm going to work with another mentor now that's going to be a five-figure investment. So again, like I am also the person who values investing high ticket. I don't just say it, but I actually know the incredible transformation that I've had making those leaps and trusting my own coaches and my own mentors in so many areas, not only client experience, but mindset and identity and marketing. Um, So I think like having that mindset of like, I never know everything. Like when you fall into that, even briefly, that's where you see stagnancy. And when I've seen myself like kind of come with those beliefs, I'm like, okay, it's time to learn something new. Well, this is what is really coming. Like during all of this, I think there is a moment where we have these big dreams, maybe because yours unfolded in a different way than you expected, (laughs) but there is a moment where you have to surrender. And I mean, in April of last year, you had to step into a moment of surrender and you had to really trust that you could fully 
be yeah. in this role and make money in this way. Yeah. I mean, that's freaking terrifying, but also <laughs> like I think that piece and that component is something that is the true core of I mean, that's what's really coming up for me in our conversation. Like there are so many people, I mean, myself included, like who are kind of skirting around some of the moments mm. of surrender. Yeah. But to yeah. like really dive into that pool, you know, I think is really um, so powerful and is the key. Um, So what did, I mean, I know I've been asking you a lot about this particular piece, but like, what does surrender look like to you? Because I think you've had to do it a lot, like over and over again. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And, and even that moment when I quit my job, it was, it was, it was about the money, obviously. Like that's a thought that you have, even though I did have recurring revenue at that point, your brain always wants to like, make you think of the worst possible scenarios. What if it all goes away? What if all my clients, like, you know, like all these thoughts. <laughs> um, and by the way, I did have a side gig for two months. So I didn't make that transition fully. So for ev- everyone here, you have the permission to have another source of income. Like you don't have to go full on crazy. I think there, that messaging in the online space isn't helpful because that doesn't work for everyone, by right. the way. And I didn't quit immediately either. You know, it took me like a year and a half to quit like that transition parenting business. Um, But anyway, you know, that that moment was really too about me kind of like shedding again, like surrendering, but also shedding that identity that I had of like, you know, thinking that I was going to lead the family business and I was going to stay with the school and all of these things. And it was also like giving myself the permission to, like you said, have a different life, have a different journey from my family and from the expectations that my mom had for me or that other people in my life had for me. And all through going, by the way, through a very painful separation and divorce. So there has been a lot of moments where I'm like, am I even strong enough like to hold all of this? The need to produce more the money provide for my daughter almost a hundred percent you know on my end to kind of like disappoint people in my life to hold the transformation for my clients to push myself and challenge myself and invest in myself so there's a lot you know that we have to take on as entrepreneurs and I think like the best thing that you can do is understand like those moments and those challenges are normal when you normalize that it's not going to everything going to be like sales, sales, sales and happiness all the time, then it, it doesn't impact you as hard because you're ready. You're like, okay, this is just a normal part of being, of growing a business and being a CEO and being a coach. I, I know I can, I can do it. I can do this and seeking support. You know, you don't have to do it all on your own, whether that's a coach or a therapist or a friend in your life. Like you really also need to know like when you get to be supported as well. And I think that that has been huge for me, understanding that. Yeah, I mean, really understanding your needs and asking for more from yourself. Yeah. And like really leaning into, okay, 
this is what I need and, and what I desire. And I'm jumping in. I love that answer so much. I'm curious, what do your clients look like? Um, (laughs) Who comes to you to, to benefit from your, your zone of genius, as you say? (laughs) Yeah. So I work with majorly women. I think I've had one man. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there actually I work with a lot of women of color, which is very interesting. Amazing. Um yes, and I love that. But women who are amazing at what they do, they have a very like specific zone of genius, but for some reason they don't fully feel like they can be that expert that charges more, you know, and and is able to sign these high-level clients. Even I've had women coming to me who have won Forbes award awards and been been in the field, not in the online industry, but in that field for a decade, and they still don't feel fully confident to stand as that authority online. So the mindset piece and the identity piece is a huge part of what I do, mixed with the marketing strategy and the messaging and the sales. Because I always say, like, if you don't see yourself as a person who can charge those prices, who can speak like that online who can share their opinions and it's gonna feel very very difficult so that is a woman who comes to me usually looking to raise her prices looking to have a full roster of clients that she really loves to support um and secure longer term recurring revenue in her business yeah i love that so much and like how do you bleed authenticity and business like how do you merge them both into your work I found that to be challenging in some areas, but how do you do that? And especially for your clients. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, especially like coaches, strategists, service providers, like we're building a personal brand. So there needs to be you in it. And I think like a lot of us, especially I find women of color and any woman who has like this high achieving, like kind of like perfectionist tendency, like we want to rely a lot about uh, what we know on our knowledge and like, this is what I know and this is my expertise. And then when you do that, you kind of like end up putting a front with your audience where they can't even relate to you. And they they don't feel that connection to work with you on a higher level. So I really work on with my clients is them feeling safe to be more vulnerable with their audience. And again, it's not that you have to share your entire life on social media. That's not it. It's like, I'm going right. to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it, but not feeling that you need to be this perfect blazered up person to sign a five for your client or whatever it is that you want, you know? Um, It's really about like every single day stretching yourself a little bit more out of that comfort zone. Like what can I share today that comes from my heart, not only from my mind? What can I share today that's really going to speak to my client's heart and is going to strike emotion? Not only these are the three steps to achieve a result. Um, so that that's really a big part of what I help my clients do in their marketing. You know, it's a deeper level yeah. that goes beyond just like ideal client and types of content. And it takes a lot of courage too, because there's I a lot agree. of fear that, yeah. <clears throat> I agree because um, again, men do it all the time. You know, yeah. they book six figure deals in t-shirts and Mm -hmm. sneakers, you know, or like constantly online. Um, But I think for, for women and femmes, like it is harder to feel like you can't 
you have to be in that blazer, like you were saying, in that business suit and pitching or people won't take you seriously. And I think it's so gorgeous. What you're saying is like that blend of the value and you, Mm -hmm. Uh, because certainly when people have brand recognition, there's a lot more personality and people that they're connecting to now versus like big names. They want to see like stories. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, what are your current programs? Like what are your offerings and how do you help people through these offerings? Mm-hmm. So I have my one-on-one coaching, which is honestly my favorite. <laughs> I love I love those deep relationships with my clients. My clients tend to resign with me. I have a client that's going into a year working together, which is incredible. Um, and that's very personalized. But what we usually work on together is, again, like that identity of that expert, the money mindset work and the pricing, restructuring offers. So creating a high ticket offer suite that's sustainable for you, that creates recurring revenue for you, and then actively like mastering the sales part of it and the client attraction through organic marketing. So those are kind of like the pieces that go in there. And then I have my mastermind, which is a six month program. And it's specifically for coaches and service providers who want to hit and sustain five figure cash months. So 10K months and beyond in their business. Um, We work through the same pillars, but it's for people who are at that stage. And I also have client chart, which is a shorter course where we focus specifically on messaging and how to really craft copy and create content that speaks to the person that you want to work with. So they come ready to invest um, with you. And the evolution of developing these programs. (laughs) I'm curious. (laughs) I'm curious how that happened. Because I think one thing I really love about your work and and your business is that you do experiment a lot. Like you (laughs) really try and kind of throw things at the wall, see if it sticks. How did these programs come about? But your current offering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So one-on-one coaching definitely has evolved. Like again, I started with four, uh, three months and extended it to four months. Now I have a year program. So I've been like, um, you know, extending it as I go. And I think like that's really organic because it, it's really molded to the client. So as my as I grow and my clients grow, that container gets more and more powerful, right? Because the more that I grow as a mentor, the more I can support that client. The mastermind was fairly recent. So my first edition of it was this year in February. Um, and that really came from my own evolution and being able to hit the, and sustain those milestones myself. And I noticed that a lot of my clients, like that was their goal. So I wanted to create like a group container for that goal specifically. And then Client Charm, uh, this is the third time that I'm going to run it. The first one was, I believe, in October or November last year. And it really came from, you know, those years that I had working with my one-on-one clients, I started noticing some patterns in how they were meant to communicate online and market themselves online. Like some were speakers, others were like natural storytellers. And I wanted to help people create copy and content that converts, but in a way that's natural for them. You know, that feels fun. That doesn't feel like, oh my God, I have to sit here, write like (laughs) a post and spend 10 hours writing a post. So 
um, helping them like, yes, with the messaging strategy, but also, you know, making content easier. And that has been really successful. But again, like I've launched masterclasses that I've never launched again. <laughs> I had a program, it was called Purpose to Freedom Academy. It was a little bit before I, I quit my job. And that was a flop. Like I, I did it once and it worked, but it wasn't right for me. Like it energetically. Um, so yeah, I do experiment a lot. And I, I yeah. think like that's a big reason why I think I've been successful because I'm not afraid like to launch something and have people see that I didn't sell it. And I think that's a thing that holds some people back. It's like, oh my God, do I launch it? And then you never put the program back and you never know. <laughs> so the right. only way that you're going to know is trying. I yeah. saw some, um, some post online recently that was like a ketchup bottle and on the label it said, failure is the condiment is the, is the most yeah. important condiment to success. I love and that. I loved it so much because it put it in a way where it was like fun and relatable. Um, yeah. and it really is so true. And, you know, in, on the other side of failure is that success. And so in the air of transparency, I want, and you can let me know if you're not comfortable with this, but I want to ask you, what is the, um, what is the highest amount that you currently charge for a program? Yeah. So my one year one on one coaching would be like the highest one. It's currently 32,000 paid in full. And I have a payment plan for that. And it includes a VIP day, like in person experience in the United States or here in the Dominican Republic. So that would be like my highest offer. Mm -hmm. Incredible. And then what does your lowest offer look like right now? Yeah. So I've had master classes, literally, like I had one in December for $33. You can purchase it on my website for 88 right now. So I think that would be like the lowest um, offer that I have. You love threes right now. 33 I love, and 33. I love angel numbers. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. So for your $30,000 program, yeah. when people are listening to that and they're like, oh, some people are like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> When you, when you stepped into that arena, what yeah. is the, I mean, it's a year long program. So what is the biggest value that you hope to bring to people for people listening? Like if they're wanting to get to that one day, what is like the biggest value that you are bringing through that program? Honestly, I could tell you that you're going to make the more most money that you've ever made in your business, that you're going to maybe even double, triple your pricing and fill your programs with clients. But for me, like the, the biggest value that you're going to get is seeing your own worth and carrying yourself like the person who can command a space, who does belong in those rooms that maybe you're a little bit afraid of. And that honestly changes your entire life. It doesn't even only change your business and your bank account and how much money that you're making, but your relationships. I had clients go from having trouble in their relationships and setting boundaries. And because they see themselves differently, their relationship with their husband evolves or they're able to move to another state when they weren't feeling really happy where they were living. You know, it's just like, it's the courage and the certainty in yourself that just, I feel has an, a big ripple effect in your entire life. And I think that's priceless, honestly. I mean, also I think the community, like Absolutely. having someone to there. be a cheerleader. Yes. There. Yes. Sure, you're yeah. paying that person, but like that's your job, you know, like yeah, exactly. your job <laughs> is 
I'm going to be your cheerleader and give you strategies and walk you through this and really help you along the way. Listen, I'm pitching you right now. Like, no, I just think it's like so great because it's so true. Like when you feel like you can't cross that threshold, there is so much power in community. And it makes such a huge difference. So I know we're almost at our time, which I could talk to you for like three more hours. Um, But (laughs) your 50K month to to, uh, continue the air of transparency. How did that happen? So the 50K. Or 50K in in four months. Sorry. Yes. 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 (laughs) Not there yet. One one day, a 50K month. We're close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so that was a story that I told you, yeah, like two days ago, that was a post. Um, Actually, at that time, I had worked with several mentors, I had achieved like my highest like profit, well, cash flow month at the time, it was like, I think $8,000. And I was doing well, like my clients were doing well, I had my offers that were selling from time to time, but I knew like, there was something, you know, that that I, I needed in order to get to that next level. So at that point in time, I was feeling a little bit like, oh, I know this already. Like, I don't need this, you know, kind of getting into that mindset. And again, it really took like looking at myself and like, Natalie, like, why? Like, you do need a little bit more restructuring your foundations. You do need that support. Like, you would benefit from that. And sometimes that takes a little like swallowing of, of ego. Because a lot of the times when we've achieved things, like, suddenly we can go into like, oh, I don't need to be a beginner anymore, you know, or I don't need to do certain things. So I hired someone to help me with that. I revisited my foundations. I went even more specific in my messaging, in my positioning. I raised my pricing for my offers. And it wasn't like one thing, right? But the culmination of all those things created my first five-figure cash month. Then I created a 15K cash month. And in total, 50k in sales and I signed my first two five-figure clients so it was definitely you know taking the time to go back a little bit if that makes sense to go forward um which I think is something that's like a lifelong journey as long as you have a business right (laughs) like that evolution you know totally Mm mm-hmm I think this is so gorgeous and thank you for being so transparent. I was expecting nothing less because you talk about so much online, but I want to go back to that $33 amount um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, someone might be even afraid to charge for Mm -hmm. a mastermind or a monthly membership or whatever starting program. Um, What are some you know, words of encouragement you would want to give to someone in that position who couldn't even fathom the annual rate that you're, you're charging right now. Yeah. So I would say like, first of all, you are worthy of being highly compensated, no matter what you believe about yourself right now. That would be the first thing that I would tell this person. And the second thing is meet yourself where you are, stretch yourself a little bit. Don't think that you have to jump to 30,000 or 50,000 just because you see other people doing it. Maybe that for you is $5 and that's okay. Then sign to two clients for a masterclass at $5 and then increase it to $50 and then you increase it to 100. And then, you know, like stretch yourself in amounts that, that support you in feeling safe that support your body, your mind, your nervous system and feeling safe. And before you know it, a year later, you're going to be charging 10,000, but you need to start somewhere. 
So I think like reminding yourself of that, that it's okay to evolve. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to grow and, and implement and go back and forth and all of these things, but keeping the why, why you're doing this in the first place and thinking about the person that you're here to impact and how that person isn't going to receive your support if you don't put that $5 offer out there. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. (laughs) My last question is around you taking action. You seem like you're a very action oriented person. You take a lot of action. Have you always been that way? Or is it something you've really had to like force yourself to embody? Because so much of what we've been talking about for the past hour is, yeah, you can contemplate all of this. You can write down everything. You can have a plan, but if you're not taking the action, it's never going to happen. And I think you really embody the small steps of action leading to a larger piece. So have you always been this way? And if, if not, like, how did you become such an action oriented person. <laughs> not. And actually, this was a big process. Like before I had my daughter, I was actually very stagnant. Like I had studied arch that's another story, but I had studied architecture. <laughs> and I realized like, oh, <laughs> this isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I was kind of like experimenting with a lot of things, but I never kind of like went all, all the way through. It's like I was learning a lot and like I felt I was doing things, but not really. And it really took kind of like thinking about, I think having my daughter really pushed me because it was like the question of what example do I want to set for her? Like, do I want to teach her that it's okay to be like learning, learning, learning and never doing what you truly want to in your life? Do I want to be that person? And so I think that really pushed me to get support. So I hired my first coach that at the time was like a $50 per month membership. And she really helped me through the perfectionism and the comparison and the overthinking. And that's where I started the Instagram account. And and I just like got used to every single day doing something that scared me a little bit, something that stretched me a little bit. I, yeah. I think that I've just gotten used to that, you know, like, <laughs> like every day I say like, have I pushed myself a little bit today? Okay, let me, even if it's just like taking a different route to go somewhere or I don't know, or, or talking to a stranger in the supermarket, like you need to develop again that identity of someone who challenges herself and that's built through the daily things not this huge momentous moment where you're Mm -hmm. gonna be like completely perfect and I think when you learn that then you're unstoppable oh gorgeous I have a (laughs) note right next to my computer Um, That is a Carl Jung quote that says, there is no greater burden on a child than an unlived life of a parent. And I look at that all the time because it is such a reminder of like, I could scroll on my phone for three hours (laughs) or (laughs) I could take that action because this is what I truly want. And I think everything you're saying is just so gorgeous. Um, Thank you so much for your time and for your transparency and your work. Um, I think your work really does revolve around so much salary transparency and promoting equity for women and women of color. Where can people find you if they want to work with you? Yes. So you can first of all binge my podcast, the premium CEO podcast. Um, and then you can find me on Yabe. I'm sure you'll leave the link because it's a little complicated. Mm-hmm. 
the handle, but um, I'm there basically every day on my stories and you can DM me and we can have a conversation, even if it's not to work with me. Like I really, really enjoy connecting with you um, or you can leave me a comment on one of my posts. And yeah, you can check in the link on my bio. I have all of my offers um, that you can check out as well. Beautiful. Natalie, thank you so much for being here. I am just so grateful that we finally had a chance to talk. It was wonderful. And if you're listening to this, please never forget that your voice matters and your story matters. And I will see you on the next episode of the Amplify Her podcast. Thank you, everyone. I am so grateful that you've listened to this episode of the Amplify Her podcast. If you're listening to this and you don't follow the show, one thing that would help the show tremendously is if you open that Apple app, if you're listening to it on Apple, click on the title of the show and on the top right hand corner, click that plus sign so you don't miss an episode. Not only does it help me to grow this show, but it helps you to be in the loop when episodes drop every Wednesday and every Friday. If you're listening to this show on Spotify, click on the show title of this episode to take you to the full listing of them and click follow. That way you won't miss a new episode as it comes out. For more information about the Amplify Her podcast, Amplify Her media, and the Amplify Her networking group, head to www.amplifyhermedia.com.